0: Don't let the past make your decisions for today, but it's decisions D I C I S I O N S. I before
1: you, except after C. Gotta be careful. Oh my
0: god, you're so late. <laughs> <lame. laughs>
1: what? I don't even
0: know if that applies here, <laughs> but <laughs> I was trying to do it in my head. I'm like, is that what happened? No, here? no, I don't even it's know. not. It's not. But <laughs> You just wanted, to... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put that little... and Here's a little yeah. tidbit for your life. <laughs> Welcome to the Romcom Rewind Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again.
0: You found us. You love romantic
1: comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up?
0: Today we have We're We're the Millers, Millers. and if you ever want to reach out about anything on this podcast, we are an open book on Instagram, at RomCom Rewind, throw us a follow, it really helps out the show. As well, if you can leave a review, it helps us out a lot wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever. Before we dive in, we did get a a message from uh, Maddie. On Instagram, I love this story. This person says, uh, Still, one of my favorite times of the day is when I get to listen to the two of you. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to the newest episode on Say Anything yet, but I wanted to reach out and say I'm so excited to listen to it. One of the ways my dad and I have bonded throughout my life is our love of rom coms. I will never forget when he first introduced me to Say Anything. I was maybe 13 and totally didn't get it. Then a few years later, I fell in love with a boy right around the time of high school graduation and everyone's lives going separate ways. I now completely relate to this movie and love it so much and by the way our CR fam she's still with that boy she fell in love with after six years I love that story which is Maddie's living a romantic comedy as is I know and thank you for sending the message and thank you for reaching out Maddie thank you for sharing so Where the Millers is a 2013 American crime comedy directed by Ross and Thurber Uh, you know this person from directing Dodgeball Central Intelligence Red Notice where the Millers is the story of David Clark played by Jason Sudeikis. David is a kind of a low-level marijuana dealer in Denver and he gets into some trouble with his boss Brad Girdlinger played by Ed Helms. After David gets robbed and all of his cash and merchandise is stolen so Brad gives David an ultimatum, you got to go down to Mexico and be a drug mule, you got to bring back a whole ton of marijuana for him. Actually, they say just a smidge. Right. Of marijuana. Yes. It's not just a smidge. David, um, after some deliberation, comes to the realization that families tend to get through security and border patrol a million times easier than, um, than a dude looks like a, a 30-year-old drug dealer. So yep. he enlists the help of his neighbors, reluctantly. Uh, Rose, played by Jennifer Aniston. She's a stripper. Kenny, played by Will Poulter. His family's basically non-existent. And Casey, played by Emma Roberts. She's just somebody who uh, does not have a home. We dress them all up as a fictional family, and we go down to Mexico and grab the pot. Uh, We might find some love along the way. That's the story of We're the Millers. What are your thoughts? You're not a neighbor. You're a pot dealer. I have a smidge of marijuana down in Mexico. Bring it back here by Sunday night. I will pay you $100,000. It was way out of my league. You don't have a choice. What the hell's that? I bought an orca. I make a lot of money. You're probably gonna get searched at the border. You could wear a disguise. Bane from Batman, something like that. Oh, there's
1: no drugs in here. You got nothing to worry about. This is such a fun movie. Yes, I love this movie. I, it's like National Lampoons, whatever, but on just drugs. National
0: Lampoons <laughs> is where you'd go with this.
1: Okay, all well, right. Well, like I think after. This movie came out, if I'm not mistaken. There was another, I believe it was called National Lampoon's Vacation that came out. It just wasn't as good. Yeah. It just wasn't as good as were the Millers because I just loved the actors were fantastic. The yeah. writing was so funny. Like it was just so, they just did such a good job. They all knew their parts, they knew the assignment. And they executed it flawlessly. I just thought it was so funny.
0: I agree. And I get what you're getting at there with National Lampoons. It's like a road trip kind of. Yes, brat.
1: exactly. Family road trip stuff happens. Everything goes wrong. But then, you know, yeah, I kind of think
0: because in terms of like comedic excellence, yes, I would and I feel like not everybody puts it in this level, but I would slot it in in the same conversation as Super Bad, Bridesmaids yeah. knocked up like this is a top tier comedy it's as good as any of them it's so funny i yeah i think uh every piece of this film feels right if that makes sense like the concept it's a little bit outlandish but it's a comedy but it works and then you have two leads who have amazing comedic timing together they do and then you have these supporting stars Sarah, you kind of mentioned it i i feel like we caught these two people Just on the upswing and now like you talk about Emma Roberts. She's huge. And Will Poulter as supporting actors and actresses like Will Poulter is going to be a a Marvel star. I don't know if everybody's aware of that. Yeah. He's going to be Adam Warlock.
1: Oh, I had no idea.
0: Which means Will Poulter got jacked. I mean, this movie was 10 years ago. Obviously, he was a kid. And wasn't he in those Maze Runner? Yeah, he was. He
1: was in the Maze Runner trilogy movies. Yep.
0: Okay. At some point, he Neville Longbottomed. He went from (laughs) this kid we see in this movie to now he's going to be a Marvel superhero who is
1: jacked the F up, And better looking. I wouldn't say he's like... He's Neville Longbottom, like amazingly hot now, but he's he's better looking for sure. But but I'm more going
0: with like Neville Longbottom was a dorky kid and now he's like, you are a man.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's grown up. Will Poulter
0: is like that.
1: That's he a grew man up. right there.
0: He grew up. Kenny in this movie, not, not no, quite. No,
1: no, those eyebrows, man. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> the, yeah, the eyebrows, they get me. I just like, I can't look at them too long, but I also can't look away. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's, it's like mesmerizing. I love how <laughs> yeah. Scotty P mentions it too. Oh my God. <laughs> Why don't you leave the girls alone, man? What are you going to do about the eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this is just a really solid, solid comedy. And that's the biggest thing for me is that like comedies nowadays are hard to hit on. Often, Yes. And this one, I think everything hit perfectly in this movie. So let's dive right
1: in. Sarah, how does this film open? With video about, oh my gosh, the rainbows. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Oh my Double complete rainbow. Oh my fucking yard. This guy was great. If you don't know the context, it was just a guy who was probably very high i was gonna say
1: he's gotta be high because if he's not oh oh, i
0: mean and he's just taking a video of a double rainbow freaking out and then it becomes a triple rainbow and it was like this
1: viral like oh my god double double rainbow guy things were developing and he was loving it and it
0: it was david just watching this stream of like viral videos probably from like 2012 or whatever like when when this film was was shot so um yeah there was the the Double rainbow guy. There was a dude streaking and hitting a window. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. the kitten where you're ooh, we're like trying to scare it. And it's, ah, uh, <laughs> the dude punching. The, okay. So, so here's, here's the game we're going to play. Okay. Cause I want to talk about how this film would change if you, if you did it again, but like in 2022 okay. or 2021, what would David mm-hmm. be watching? And it's oh, going to be two parts. It's going to be a quiz. What do you think should be on there? And it's mm-hmm. also going to be like a finish Finish the viral video lyric, okay. if that makes sense. <laughs> all right, all right. So for 2022, what okay, do you got? Anything specific in your mind that you're like, oh, that was so viral? Uh, it's got to be hmm, corn. The corn song was great. So finish the lyrics of the corn song. <laughs> for me, I really- oh, and the context here is that this kid was interviewed at like a, a county fair. And it was like the first time he had corn in his life. And yeah. he's like, this is friggin'." ridiculous. Unreal. What do you like about corn?
1: It's Finish the lyric. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. That's
0: right. I can't imagine a
1: more beautiful thing. For uh,
0: 2022 I've got um, can you finish this lyric? This is two actresses from the new Game of Thrones series House of the Dragon, talking about their favorite beverages.
1: What's your drink of choice? Negroni. I was going to say Spagliato with Prosecco in it.
0: Yes. Oh, but there's you're missing the last line. Uh,
1: Oh, um, stunning. Yeah, that's exactly it. Spagliato with Prosecco in
0: it.
1: Oh, stunning.
0: Yeah. That's okay. Everybody is obsessed (laughs) with the whole, like, Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco. I think the fact that she hits her with a solid, like... Oh, stunning!
1: It's oh, stunning! Yeah,
0: that's my favorite part. That yeah, thing. that <laughs> makes it so much better. Other things I've got, he'd probably be listening to "Running Up That Hill." That song got oh, so viral right,
1: from Stranger Things. I mean, I know the original version. It's a. It's the the song was brought back from yes. the TV yeah. show Stranger Things and
0: uh, the Oscars slap probably. Oh,
1: that's right. Let's keep move. your <laughs> keep my wife out of here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's move on to um. Oh, this one's tough. You know what? Let's okay. skip twenty twenty one. All right. Turns out twenty twenty one was a boring year.
1: Oh, things what I you, had. What, I was gonna say, what do you have? Uh, I've got the bones and no bones dog oh, on TikTok. The, the dog that like you. I uh, that that if like. You base your
0: day around whether this dog has bones or no bones. And it's like this arbitrary, like the dog just wakes up and decides not to do anything that day. Right. And that kind (laughs) of dictates how you feel that day. I
1: mean, I would like to base my day off of (laughs) that. like, oh, you don't want to get up today? Mm, Me neither.
0: The pug didn't, (laughs) so I'm probably not going to either.
1: yeah. And then 2020
0: was obviously the pandemic. We were all home. We all, I feel, flocked to TikTok all at once. Yeah. And weird stuff went viral, like that person who was skateboarding, right? Drinking, was it like Crystal Light? Right? Um,
1: wasn't it? Uh, no, wasn't Crystal Light? Uh, Wasn't it? Um, oh my God, oh my God, why can't I think of it? Like Ocean Spray. Oh, that's right. That's right. Juice. That's right. That's exactly. Yes.
0: Listening to.
1: Oh, I can't finish it. Wow. Cuz you know what? It's one of those songs when the lyri- when the music is playing, I can like just sing along to it, but then if you stop it, I just can't finish it. sarah has got nothing <laughs> for got no- Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. Sure you I do. love Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Sure you do. <laughs> 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 I do. Thank you very much. Um, I just can't finish the lyric of that one. you
0: And what you love. Let's move on to, oh yeah, in 2020 had our sour bread starters.
1: Oh my God, Kay, I have to say I had a sourdough starter.
0: Yeah, everybody did.
1: I think, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but... um, Nobody's surprised by this, Sarah, because everybody had sourdough starters. Do you want to know? Okay, so I ordered all of the things sourdough starter related. Did I actually, once they came in via Amazon, I did not actually do any sourdough. It sat in our kitchen for a couple months and we just tossed it. Yes, my sourdough starter was called Bambi. (laughs) And um, yeah, I did nothing with...
0: I love how you named it, yet it did
1: literally nothing. Like there was no existence for this
0: sourdough starter. it, It
1: happened in the fridge and outside of the fridge and I fed it you Know, like a Tamagotchi, yeah. Um, that's exactly, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that like was modern day millennial Tamagotchi,
0: Tamagotchi. it yeah. was our sourdough starter
1: 100. Um, and then I did nothing with it, just like I did nothing with my Tamagotchi, and I let it die. So, um, <laughs> I no longer have Bambi the sourdough starter.
0: Um, I Be- grew out of it, Bella Porch, M to the B. Oh, Tiger oh, King was G also G 2020. G.
1: Oh my god, you know what? I never watched Tiger King, I was so sad for the Tigers. Yeah, so I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that.
0: You don't even know the story and you're sad for the tigers. So it,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the craziness that went on, I don't know it.
0: 2019 <laughs> brought us Baby Yoda and all the memes around Baby Yoda. I mean, I love Baby Yoda. Grogu. Grogu. Yeah, tech, if you're like, <laughs> God, Sarah, you're so... No.
1: No, I'm sorry.
0: We've talked about this. How like randomly, like we'll be talking to Harry Potter and Sarah will hit us with like a, um, actually oh the God. other two uh, uh, colleges for, for uh, the <laughs> Wizarding World are blah blah, 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 blah. Like just random facts.
1: That most people know who are Potterheads. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that are Potterheads yeah. is the key. That's
1: like what, here. you know, like we have RCR, they are Potterheads. 2019 also brought us. Okay,
0: can we just make a judgment call now? It's sure. been years. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga having sex, guys. Oh, oh my. God.
1: Oh, you're. Oh, sorry. I wasn't oh, yeah. We're pa- still like, playing just the like, game. I was just dancing. you vibing. Yeah, I was just vibing, and I was actually thinking, did they have sex or not? You know, like that's what the question you posed me. So I was going to answer it after this.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I think it's like far from the shadows. Is- Oh my god It's so,
1: palpable So like I definitely think There was chemistry Between them What a cop like, Sarah on On screen But I also I do think that There might have been A something something Like chemistry Oriented off screen Like it was So much Yeah yeah, you could hear their heartbeats, you know. Oh my god. Love for each other. Uh
0: 2018 <laughs> brought us the Walmart Yodeling Kid. I'm so excited for you to try to finish this lyric. Oh my god. <sighs> Okay, can I <laughs> can I tell you a secret? I love this kid. <laughs>
1: I love this song so much. Okay, so this was in 2018.
0: This was in 2018. Honestly, yeah.
1: like the last three years have just been a blur right? because I thought that was a lot closer to where we are now in 2023 than in 2018. That's a far away time.
0: The finished <laughs> lyric, I'm pretty sure he says you do. She'll do you. She'll do me. I love him so
1: much. I mean, he belongs in the Alps.
0: Oh, he belongs somewhere. Yeah. Uh, also brought us the Yanny versus Laurel thing. Oh. Laurel.
1: Laurel. Okay, I hear Laurel right what? now. I hear Yanny. Yeah. Laurel, Laurel. Yeah, that's Laurel.
0: Laurel. Wow, that's, that's Laurel. freaking weird. Uh, so, over the past couple of years, that's what David would have been watching. I agree. But, um, because it was, you know, probably shot in 2012, he had the triple rainbow guy.
1: And I mean, before that, would it have been America's Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget? Okay, you know what's so funny? I actually
0: follow a... Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos TikTok account. And then I realized, I'm like, YouTube has made you guys redundant. Just, just type yeah. in fail videos on YouTube. That is America's Funniest Home it, Videos. It is. And you don't need to like wait around on a TV. and what You can just watch it whenever. So I think they figured it out. They're like, let's just make a TikTok account, guys.
1: I actually knew somebody who made it to like, you know how every episode they had it, like the top three videos? You can, oh really? And they would win money. No I knew way. a neighbor oh when I was a kid actually was in the top three videos of that episode or whatever, and went down to the studio and sat in the audience and everything. And I don't know if they want, I can't remember if they won or not, but um, yeah, they, they got, there there was a giraffe that spit in their face or something. (laughs) It was hilarious. Yeah. But that was, yeah. Yeah. It was a neighbor of mine. I used to love at the end of those Those
0: shows when they'd be like, hey, you can mail us your VHS copy of your (laughs) funniest
1: home video. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: Did
1: did you actually recently see the TikTok of them asking professional hockey players? Like, I would say, like, cusp of millennial into Gen Z. And they asked, they gave them a VHS tape and asked them what it was. And almost all of them. Didn't know what it was. A few of them did. They were like, "Oh yeah, this is a VHS." Like, but a lot yeah. of them didn't. A surprising
0: no. amount of them did. not Which,
1: like, I'm sorry, but you you definitely still watched a VHS. Like, it, oh, the, you the must've. transition hadn't fully happened to DVD quite yet.
0: No, they just didn't know what what it actually was.
1: Because a lot of them were born in like the mid 90s, late 90s, and I was like, there were still VHS. Oh, we were around. still watching them. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So let's dive right in past the opening scene with David. He's a drug dealer. We see a montage of him just dealing to people at gyms, going to offices and dropping off marijuana.
1: Yeah. And they kind of actually, it's interesting, the the clientele they chose to kind of feature in this, in this opening scene of this, you know, he's a low level drug dealer. He keeps a massive stash in his coffee table and we see moms, we see businessmen, we see, you know, the dads with the minivans and the little stick people on the back. He runs into an old friend. And I actually thought at the beginning, I was like, oh, this guy's got to have more of a part than just this dad who he is from high school and you know he should have because he's so dang funny but anyway so his clientele is interesting and you're like okay like everybody does this and it's illegal and so like you know he's kind of like a, a sneaky drug dealer and just hands it out to everybody so we then meet our next character rose she is a exotic dancer at a strip club and turns out both david and rose live in the same building but they don't really see eye to eye or get along We then, at that point, get to meet the kid, Kenny. His mom literally went out for a drink and never came home, and it's been a week. So we know his home life isn't the best, but he's such a kind-hearted human. And we gather, yeah, yeah, it seems, yeah. We see that David kind of has taken a liking to Kenny and kind of more, not a father figure per se, but just like, you know, this kid's really nice. I just kind of want to take him under my wing so he doesn't get into like crazy trouble. Well, and Kenny witnesses, w- he witnesses a crime. Yes. What we get is
0: that Kenny is
1: very, wow, very much like
0: Sarah. Very just. Oh, God, When Kenny and witnesses Kenny, misjustice in his world, he needs to address it.
1: Very much like you. It's said. unfortunate I can't be Rose in this situation because she's got a bang and bod in this movie. Well, she's a stripper.
0: Do you identify more with the
1: stripper or more with Kenny? <laughs> Probably more with Kenny, but I like the money that Rose makes. You know.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So if it's just a case of money, we're wow. Are you admitting that no. you would strip for money? So like, what is
1: what is happening? Flash here? my
0: toes. You know.
1: Wow. Is that no, I'm kidding?
0: Only fans, we have a new toe account.
1: Oh, my God. Sarah. We don't, actually. <laughs> Let me just clarify.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So, Kenny witnesses Casey, played by Emma Roberts. She is some, like, random hoodlums, is what I'll call them. Uh, they stole her iPhone. And Kenny goes to, you know, address them Obviously, they're criminals, so they're either going to kill him or beat the shit out of him. So then David jumps in and he tries to help out. And when these guys are like, who the F are you? Kenny reveals something horrible. He's like, you don't know who David is? David's awesome. David's a drug dealer. And immediately, we all realize what's about to happen. These dudes are going to rob David for his drugs or his cash or both. And after uh, a really fun chase scene, actually. Yeah. They catch David. They grab all of his money, probably all of his marijuana, and now he's he's dodging phone calls from Brad Girdlinger. Girdlinger, what a name! Who we haven't met yet, but clearly he's his boss, right? And Kenny lost all, or uh, David lost all of his money,
1: right? And he does get picked up by a black SUV, and his face is covered, or his head is covered, and we do then get to meet Brad, and he owns an orca.
0: Played by Ed Helms, yes. who's just a great man. Ed Helms, love the guy. He's
1: so much fun. You know what? I loved to hate him in The Office. Uh, Andy goes on a weird his arc His character in the office, is so annoying in The Office. But the nard dog comes around by the end <laughs> the of the show. The nard dog. The fact that his yeah, the nard dog. Yes, but I did like his character in here. I thought it was really funny. His teeth freaked me out. The teeth? Yeah, like he had a really, like, really I, straight bright teeth. I think
0: those are just his teeth Sarah. Well. I think he just smiled a lot in this.
1: He really smiled Did, big. Like I feel like it's like you know that game that you can like stick that thing in your mouth so that you like y- you can't talk. I Can we probably? fact
0: check this? Like I think that's just his smile. I think well, he just smiles like he's that He's got a Sarah. really bright big creepy smile. I love how you're like one thing I hated about him. Teeth. <laughs> oh.
1: Teeth. I, you know what? Teeth are a big thing. Okay. God, it sets the stage for your face.
0: Great performance, Ed. If we could add <laughs> less teeth next time. No, maybe a less smi- creepy on.
1: smile. Like, like he kind of reminded me of like a, a doll. God,
0: is this the roast of Ed
1: Helms? No, I no it's, idea. Not. it's not. It's not. But I did like his character in this. Anyway, David walks into Brad's office thinking he's literally going to die, Dexter style. But then he finds out that he does owe. of stolen product to Brad. And he's like, I literally can't pay it. But Brad says, I have a job for you and I need it here by Sunday night. I need you to go to Mexico, pick up a little bit of weed for me and bring it back. I'll pay you a courier fee. A smidge. Yes, a smidge. That was the word. And I'll forgive your debt. And on top of that, I'll give you 100K. So he's like, "Okay, you have to go when you go there. You have to say you're Pablo Chacon." And so he's like, "Okay, that seems easy enough. I'll I'll do it because he doesn't have another option.
0: It's an ultimatum. You're either going to do this or I think there was the implication of death.
1: Yes. Dexter stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So David's sitting on his uh, apartment stoop with Kenny telling him, like, I'm going to have to become a drug drug smuggler to go down to Mexico. Like, you look like a drug dealer. You need to... change something figure something out because you can't go down to Mexico and then come back with the drugs. We need a
0: ruse and then on cue this friggin' RV with some family. Me crossing the border alone, huge red flag. But families, hi, hey. right, they don't get a second look. They're lost and looking for directions, like how like full Ned Flanders, howdy ho neighbors, yeah. just lost over here and then this police officer is so accommodating to these people and that's when David realizes he's like families Families can get through anything. And, and you know what? Personal experience. Can we talk about this? Sarah and I, we've got a nine month old as of the recording of this podcast. I've noticed this. If you have a baby anywhere in the world, maybe not anywhere. I haven't tested it out everywhere, but like <laughs> it, this is, this is kind of shady of me. If I ever need help, I always put on that I'm struggling a lot more than I am because everybody will go out of their way to help. They will hold doors (laughs) for like a full minute. Like they see you walking, struggling with a baby. Like, I guess I'll hold the door (laughs) for like
1: ever. For the baby, not for you.
0: For the baby. You're in an airport. You're frazzled. Security. Well, security.
1: No, they were pretty good when I went through.
0: They were. Yeah, I was going to say they were definitely... They're definitely always nicer to yes, you.
1: Yes, people people tend to be a lot um, more convenient and assist you to, you know, to make your life easier when you have a baby.
0: So David realizes, yo, I got to have a family. That's how we get down to Mexico. And that's how we get back with nobody really asking us too many questions.
1: So he goes to Rose and asks her to pretend to be his wife and he'll pay her 10 grand And they'll fly to Mexico, and then they'll travel back in an RV as an RV family. She says, no thanks. Like, I'm not for it. I don't like you. I don't want to do it. So David then finds Casey, the the hoodlum girl. Kenny, meet your new sister. This is great. I've always wanted a sister. Get it off me. Hey, come on. Get it off. Get Get off. All right, come on. We got to get you cleaned up. What's wrong with you? Don't say that. And asks her to pretend to be his daughter. She wants to be paid $1,000, so... Yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, um, at Rose's work, uh, Rose's boss tells her that, um, she's going to have to start sleeping with the customers for money. So she's like, no, I'm not doing that and quits. She goes home to find that she's evicted. Um, so she realizes, you know what, I have to take this job with, um, with David and be paid the 10 grand because I need to make rent and I need a place to live and I have no job. So, they, the four, the the family has been created. We have David, Kenny, Rose, and Casey. David goes to get his haircut because he literally looks like a drug dealer, so he needs to look more like a dad.
0: This was almost one of my favorite scenes. Just the way he monologues over, like,
1: Okay, what are we doing today?
0: Yeah, I say, give me some that says I get up every morning at five thirty and commute for an hour and a half to some bullshit job. My jag-off boss expects me to kiss his balls all day just so I can afford to keep my ungrateful screaming kids decked out and door the Explorer shit and my wife up to her fat ass and self-help videos until the day I get up the courage to put a shotgun in my
1: mouth. And the guy in the background is like, oh, you want this? Here? Yeah. That's, that's the one you want. <laughs> I loved that scene. It was so funny because like you're sitting there and you're listening and he just keeps going on and on and on about how his life's terrible. And it's like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I thought this was going to be your favorite scene. So. They're at the airport, the family, and they get through security. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And it's funny because the passport photos that are terrible get through a lot easier than Kenny's because Kenny's just looks way too happy to be in the photo.
0: I think it's just that Kenny gives off this, you're the punching bag. Yeah. He's the punching bag of this whole story. He totally is. And yeah, like... The, of course he's gonna get strip searched
1: oh my god yeah and like honestly passport photos are always bad like they're just terrible. We got into the funniest
0: conversation this weekend with some friends at like dinner and um they were like you you went traveling with your nine month old and we're like yeah and they're like oh so like you don't need a passport then and we're like oh yeah well, you do we're like really the kid needs a passport yes well they don't they must not need a photo. Yeah, I know. We have a photo of like he was probably three months old when he took the photo. Yes, he was. Which I find hilarious because this kid, our kid, is going to have that passport for the next five years. (laughs) So when he's four and a half, he's going to be rolling through security border patrol with a passport of a three month old. Yeah, that is so funny to me.
1: I know. How could you tell? I know. And you know what? It was hard to get that photo. I actually had to go back twice. (laughs) (laughs) to get one. And um, yeah, I mean, it worked. It's not like they're a lot more forgiving with children's passports. Thank God.
0: I was going to say, like, it's a three month old. Yeah. (laughs) Just getting a photo in general is a victory.
1: Oh, yeah. So they get on the plane and there's a little bit of a tiff because they really haven't solidified into their characters yet that, you know, they're supposed to be a family and not bring any attention to themselves. But like, I like to think that that is really what some you know, scruffs between family actually happen. Like this is this are these are good examples of like arguments that could potentially happen.
0: Do you think this is a realistic I mean, not, argument?
1: Not. Let's just not necessarily like the content of the conversation. I think Kenny put his face into Rose's <laughs> boobs. No, 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 and no. Like I said, him a the bitch. Content maybe content of the <laughs> like, conversation. Realistic, guys. This <laughs> is what el- we're going for. The escalation for. of emotions. Oh yeah, they just started yes. swearing at each other. Totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, Is that how <laughs>
0: your family operates. Well, no,
1: but like sometimes you know there would be arguments. In in more stressful situations. So much about Sarah's family. Oh my god, that's not what I meant. You're elevating it, (laughs) and escalating it. Wow, all modes of transportation (laughs) up. That's what we're taking (laughs) for this conversation. Oh my god, I'm feeling under attack.
0: They land, get the RV in New Mexico, go across the border. They have no problems crossing border patrol. And uh, they end up in Mexico in this really shady area. Fortified fort. Place. It's like a complex yeah. to grab the drugs. And David gets out of the RV. He talks to this amazingly mustached, huge, like probably six, six Mexican guy. One eyed man. He's got one eye who immediately points a gun at David when he says he's here to pick up for Brad Gerdlinger. And then David's like, no, 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 sorry. I, I meant Pablo Chacon. And the guy says, oh, you're the white gringo, which I think is so redundant because doesn't gringo mean white? So why would somebody be like, oh, you're the white white?
1: What's that, <laughs> You're the that's white white.
0: strange. Anyway, they're like, sweet. All right, you're the guy who's supposed to pick up. Agreed. They bring the RV to this warehouse where it's not just a smidge of marijuana. It's... So much marijuana. It's a ton. They are filling every orifice of this RV with marijuana. Like we're talking the fridge has marijuana in it. And during this time, David does call Brad Gerdlinger and Brad does. He's like, wow, that just happened. Like, I feel like we get the sense that Brad himself did not think this plan totally through. Or maybe he's pleasantly surprised that it's all working out
1: or that he thought David
0: would just be killed yes exactly so they leave the complex on the way out of the complex there is a Mexican police officer just waiting for them played by Luis Guzman hilarious and he is more or less like listen guys there's only one reason you would enter that place and immediately leave why don't you bribe me I just simply take my bribe and I'll be on my way.
1: Rose, suck a stick. See, I'm a man who prefers the company of other men. Oh, and this scene is kind of a little bit strange. Yes, yeah. So he wants a bribe of a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. He just says a thousand. He just says a thousand, and then we find out that he will take some uh, favors of another. It's like. the worst setup to any
0: classic porn movie you've ever seen. Honestly, it's always like the, Oh, the plumbers come over and like, wow, I got like extra (laughs) things to, so, so that's what I thought of when I saw this scene. I'm like, what are the worst ever storylines in a porno? Because this feels like one, like, Oh, you got to bribe the police officer for the, for the drugs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty bad actually. Yeah. And
0: then I stumbled but it's, It's very common.
1: Right, right. (laughs) And then I
0: stumbled on the 16 worst porn parodies. Oh, this is going to be good. This is. So first off we have, and I'm not even kidding. The guy is wearing like a full giant suit. (laughs) It's Sponge Knob (laughs) No Square Nuts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Nobody wants Square Nuts. Nobody (laughs) wants this. Why does this happen? Oh, it's very uh, porous. Horace's heat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it says it in the in Spongebob's head. Oh, guy, we man. know. We you know. know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, God, Sarah. Um, <laughs> then there's, uh, remember I love that show, uh, Rick and Morty?
1: Yeah. yeah. Dick and
0: Morty. How about that? Okay, you
1: know, yeah. I mean, it could have been like Dick and Orgy. Right, that could have been like even oh, a better one, but right? But then
0: I think you lose it a little bit. I think you got to leave the Morty and you just Do add you? Dick. Do you? Uh, <laughs> I have. You know what? All these are bad. <laughs> this one, this one's on the level of the um, Uh <laughs> Pikachu. Oh no. In the Strokemon.
1: Oh god.
0: Yeah. Ew. No idea why that's a thing. <laughs> There's a guy dressed up like Pikachu too. It's it's extremely no. unsettling.
1: I feel like that's a little furry um probably in the furry realm.
0: I'm not doing too much research, but like mm. it is creepy to see a man dressed yeah. up like like Pikachu. in like uh like a bodysuit, but then just with like a Pikachu face. Yeah. That's
1: weird. We are not, yeah, no, Daft Punk here. But, I mean, did they have to, right? Like, that's really the... (laughs) They didn't have to, so who cares? (laughs) They probably sold their copies. Uh, There's
0: the nightmare before XXXmas.
1: Oh, I mean, like... (laughs) No? No.
0: (laughs) Um... So there's a Ninja Turtles one? Oh, God. Instead of Master Splinter, no. it's Master Sphincter. <laughs> Ew.
1: I know. <laughs> that's
0: so
1: gross. <laughs> Ew. Stroking his... No, is that... Oh, no, that's... um, Yeah, no, that's what? from Inspector Gadget. I was going to say stroking oh, his stroking cat. stroking cat. That is Inspector, <laughs> Inspector Gadget, Gadget Sarah. yes. Oh, yeah.
0: there's probably an Inspector Gadget one, too. Stroking his cat. And then the all-time greatest... It's so this is the only one that on this article I'm looking at has a disclaimer oh, before God. you see the image. So I haven't clicked to review yeah, the no, image Yeah, no, you yet. don't have to do but that. But it's, um. I'm so curious though, because it's Edward Penis Hands.
1: Oh God. Oh no, he has a bunch of penises on his hands. That's, is I that mean, it? I mean, you'd have to keep them hard all the time because otherwise they'd be flaccid. Or are they always He wouldn't hard? be able to like, he wouldn't be able to pick anything up because they'd be like, bloom, 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 yeah, bloom, you're right. Bloom.
0: You're absolutely right. <laughs> He'd and, need, but,
1: never mind. I'm <laughs>
0: I wonder how many female co-stars are in this because theoretically, if you have penises for hands,
1: oh god, I didn't even think of that. There's so much action that could occur. No, 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 so much enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) What would happen? God. Yeah. What happens at the end? No. 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 Okay. We're not going to do (laughs) it. We do not need to dive deeper into that.
0: Um. So those are the most outrageous parodies, but this story with the police officer. Yeah is fairly like, it sounds like a common ruse in an adult film. And after this police officer is like, listen, guys, unless you're paying me a thousand pesos, we got to get a move on. And David is like, holy shit, I thought you meant dollars. A thousand pesos. <laughs> yeah, that's very different. I can afford that. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny, why? as if you were about to do that, Kenny, <laughs> let's just pay the man off and go. Right, yeah. So they move along.
1: So they get to the border, and again they cross. I I guess Brad had um paid a, a one of the guards to let them through, but they end up actually getting pulled over anyway because there was going to be dogs that were going to search the RV. We also get to meet
0: quickly first. We meet Nick Offerman and Catherine. Yes, Edie oh, and
1: Don and Melissa, them. their daughter, and I cannot handle these characters. I love them so much, and. One of the bags of weed actually pops out of one of the orifices of the, um, of the <laughs> RV. <laughs> and, I love how I said that. Yes, you like, let's yeah, double let's down just, on Let's orifices. just keep that word going. <laughs> and it lands in Rose's lap. And she wraps it up in a blanket because they're literally about to cross the border. And Edie from the other RV goes, oh, my God, you have a baby. Oh, my God. And she's like, now I have a ruse of... Keeping up a baby. Great. We're adding extra Sweet. stuff to this plan. Awesome. Yeah. LeBron. Why not? The fact that they named the baby LeBron. Okay. And yes. Don's like, oh. He's said French.
0: French baby.
1: <laughs> they end up getting through the border, though. Um, nice and easy. And they turn on the radio. David turns on the radio as a celebration. Let's, like, let's, you know, do some karaoke here. Let's, so let's sing along. This is my best oh, scene. Oh, it is your
0: best scene. It's so good.
1: Because the fact that Kenny can rap this song waterfalls and i wouldn't even say rapping but the fact that he can sing it so pristinely i love this
0: scene well the thing that makes it beautiful is that everybody knows that <laughs> right tlc waterfalls is one of those songs you give me the chorus don't yeah. go chasing waterfalls i, don't do this. I know that you this isn't even a good victory song no. no. not doing all. this, no. this embarrassing.
1: i think you fast now oh, come on
0: I've seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone, leaving a trace of not one God-given rain. Is it because my life in...
1: Kenny nails this. He does. And it is so funny. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I must have rewound and rewatched this scene so many times because I was like, I can't believe this kid just did this. This is amazing. So we're back at the compound. So the compound in Mexico and we find out Brad is not Pablo. Pablo is an actual different person, and he basically stole it from Pablo. Brad stole all of that weed from Pablo, so now Pablo is pissed, and he go and the one-eyed man uh, goes after David and the makeshift family, and they're easy to spot because they're in a very brand new looking RV. So as David and the family are traveling, the weight that is in the RV is just too much. So they end up breaking down. And of course we have Edie and Don who are driving by and they pick them up and they bring them to, uh, I guess to where they were going to um, spend the night in an RV park and they park them there until they can get their RV fixed, which is the next day. And we find out that, you know, Edie and Don, the Fitzgeralds, um, we, we get to know them a little bit more and we find out that Don works for the DEA. <sighs>
0: he's an agent. And so David and the family that decide like, we got to get out of Dodge. We got to get away from these guys before that really quickly though. There's a moment where Edie wants to hold the baby and Rose just pitches it onto the road. It gets hit by a car and then Casey quickly (laughs) comes to her defense and she's like, Oh my God, it was a school project. You thought that was a real baby. Hilarious. We do get the sense sometimes that like this family does work together in moments of stress, but so we're at the RV park. They're playing charades which oh
1: there is a
0: horrible moment where Kenny is doing the charades. they like, like <laughs> he's w- drawing, drawing a skateboard. He's trying a skateboard. Rose thinks it's a big black, you know what? <clears throat>
1: <laughs> and that's
0: important because later on. So at night when everybody's asleep, David's like, here's the plan. We're going to go into Edie and Don's <laughs> tent. We're going to get their keys. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get our own RV. We're going to dip. <laughs> Those two people wake up as Rose and David are getting into the tent because they think, like, we heard what you were saying about the big black. You know what? We know.
1: We know you're swingers. You guys are
0: swingers. We've talked about it. We're not quite ready yet, but maybe this could be a little little starter. So we get this. Un- <laughs> this was also so close to my oh best my scene.
1: God. I'm so excited to hear what your best scene actually is. Come
0: on, Sarah. You know what my best oh scene is. Or God. you know who my best scene
1: is. Okay. Do you? No. Oh, my I'm God. I'm waiting for it.
0: So uh, we get this, like, unbelievably awkward scene, mostly with Jennifer Aniston and Katherine Hahn. Right. I think Katherine Hahn could have comedic chemistry with anybody. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. She is so funny. Literally in everything. So many films we rewatch and she, like, you look back. She's a plus comedy all the time.
1: Yes, she is like the best supporting character. Sorry, Judy Greer, but um, <laughs> Catherine Hahn has taken your spot.
0: Judy Greer's the a great best friend. Catherine Hahn is like, if we want to add a little spice and chaos, like controlled chaos. Totally, that's her. Yeah. Um, so then the next day. The Millers finally get back to that garage.
1: But before that, we have to talk about the kissing scene. How Kenny strikes out with Melissa, the Fitzgerald's daughter. And Kenny has never kissed anybody. So Casey says, "Okay, well, you got to learn how to how to kiss. You got to have your first kiss. So kiss me because technically they're not siblings. So Kenny goes, "Okay." so they they make out. And then Rose comes in and goes, oh, no, I got to show you how to do it. So Rose starts making out with Kenny. And then he goes back and forth between the two. And then David comes in and goes, oh, let me watch. It's the whole awkward situation. You know, something's going to happen. And sure enough, Melissa comes in and sees the whole thing going on. David is literally videotaping Kenny making out <laughs> with both what is supposed to be and pretend his mother and sister. And Melissa's like, what the heck is going on? It runs out. She's like, what are these like? What are these people doing? Yeah, totally disgusted. And yes, so that's how we leave it there.
0: So then we get to the garage and it turns out Pablo Chacon and that mustached giant Mexican man. They've captured the mechanic, and they are about to capture David uh, Rose, case. the whole family.
1: Yes, and so to get themselves out of this situation, Rose... This is absurd. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, I feel like they just needed an entire scene just to showcase and spotlight Jennifer Aniston's bot. 100%. Because it is rocking.
0: It's very uh, J-Lo in Shotgun Wedding, how there's no reason we needed this scene where she's showing... Her six pack and how great she looks. But I think we just wanted to show it off. Look at how great Jennifer Aniston looks. Yeah,
1: she looks That's phenomenal. It. Anyway, so she she uses the mechanics uh bay as her strip club and strips all around it. Takes off her, her mom clothes into her uh, bra and underwear and she ends up hitting a a steam, like something that holds steam, into Pablo's face. And they escape narrowly um, with Kenny driving the RV out of the mechanic's shop. During this escape, though, the tarantula that was in the fruit basket that Kenny had received while they were in Mexico escapes from the fruit basket and ends up climbing up into Kenny's pants and bites his balls.
0: Yes, and we get a uh, gratuitous nudity scene. It's not actually- Oh my God, it's
1: so funny. Will Poulter's
0: no, Picage. It, it, I it think. No, it is not. It um, is not. But we get like a very swollen picage there. And yes. Kenny needs to go to the hospital.
1: He does, because he ends up passing out from the poison. And David is having none of it, because he needs to get back with the drugs like ASAP.
0: Well, he calls Brad Girdlinger, and he's like, dude, like- you lied to me. You're not actually Pablo Chacon, but I got the marijuana anyway. And Brad is like, sweet, I'll pay you $500,000 then because I lied and because you actually did it. So David is like, let's get out of Dodge. Let's get a move on here.
1: Yeah. And so they end up having to go to an RV park, which is literally, literally across the street from the hospital. Guess who's there? Don and Edie and Melissa.
0: Not only are Don and Edie and Melissa there, but we also meet But Devin's best scene, meeting Scotty (laughs) P, baby, played by Mark L. Young. Scotty P is, this film is filled with great characters, Scotty P is the best character.
1: (laughs) It is. My brother went as him for uh, Halloween one year. What's up, dog?
0: Not much, dog.
1: What's up with you? I'm here to pick up Casey, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm
0: awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. What's your name, man? Scotty P, you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) Again. I do know what you're saying, but I appreciate you continuing to check in with me on that. He has a tattoo
0: on his chest plate called No Regrets, spelled with an A, No (laughs) Regrets. No Regrets. Which I wanted to talk about, Sarah. Yes. Best Mm. misspelled tattoos. Because Scotty P's No Regrets has got to be high on the list. Yes. My number one misspelled tattoo is close, though. It's No regerts regerts they spelt an With e an, as the yes er yes, no regerts. regerts um i want to throw only judge can god me oh, <laughs> no. a tattoo. oh oh this person has a tattoo sweet pea instead of p-e-a oh. it's p-e-e no so sweet it's like piss pee, that's
1: <laughs> gross. is it near the nether region <laughs> nah,
0: it's on their stomach actually oh that's which is really bad
1: that's really gross why would you put that
0: yeah. And the, like I love the little grammar mistakes. Yes. Like the it's is my life John Bo- <laughs> John Bovi. Oh my god, that's John two Bovee, mistakes.
1: That's two.
0: It's is my life. Oh no. John Bovi. Um no pen no gain. Oh no! Instead of no pain. No way. This one might be my favorite. It has a halo, and it says "Dad's." Oh God. Angle.
1: Oh no. A I
0: N G E L.
1: (laughs) You know what though? There are certain words that you can really get met like that can get messy. Angel, angle, like those there, there, and there. I feel like could be oh, for one sure. of those. Yeah. Um, any apostrophe s's type situation. Um,
0: this one, okay. This one might be my favorite, just because it's massive. It's his entire forearm. No. It's in like signature writing. It's massive. Don't let the past make your decisions for today. But it's decisions. D i c i s i o n s. I before
1: you, except after c. Gotta be careful. Oh my
0: god, you're so.
1: <laughs> what?
0: I don't even know if that applies here. But <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do it in my head. I'm like, is that
1: what happened no, here? I no, don't it's know. not. It's not. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put that. And little, here's a little yeah. tidbit for your life.
1: <laughs> and even that it has exceptions. So I don't think it's actually correct. <laughs> so oh, God. Scotty P
0: rolls up to the RV. He's taken Casey out immediately. David and Rose. They do take on a little bit of a parent role here. Like, where are you going? Who is this guy? Let's ask him some questions. Scotty P is a carny. There's a fair going on, I guess.
1: Yeah, there is. There's a there's a hospital, an RV park, and a fair all in one block.
0: It's great. Like, I mean, if you want to get a lot of your movie plots done all at once, you just put everything hey, in the same I place. I mean,
1: you're right. Lots could have <laughs> happened there. Yeah. So...
0: Casey, Scotty P, they're off. We get a really cute moment between David and Rose. She reveals her real name is Sarah. With an an H, H,
1: with an H, yep.
0: And they have a cute little moment. We get the impression that some...
1: Chemistry is
0: bubbling under the surface with them. Absolutely, yes. Casey comes back without Scotty P, and they're both all, where were you? What were you doing? And we do get Casey. She kind of blows them off, but she does like... Off camera kind of smile a little bit because I think, you know, for a kid who's been living on the streets, she's probably just happy that somebody was
1: that cared enough to, to about worry her. about her. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They they go and pick up Kenny from the hospital and David's driving him around in his wheelchair like literally crazy person. And they all start arguing and they find out that he they we all find out at this point that David's getting five hundred thousand dollars. Rose is getting thirty thousand Casey's getting a grant and, and Kenny's, Kenny's like you guys just are getting paid. Yeah, Kenny's just there for the good times or bad times. In <laughs> Mostly his case, bad times in his case the poor guy. So Casey leaves cuz she's pissed off and she she just doesn't care about the money. She even says like I don't care about the money. She just wanted a family that cared or somebody that cared about her. And David drives off um with the RV because they're like I'm not getting we're not getting the RV with you. You are a terrible person. We'll find our own way back. So David takes off Rose and Kenny go after Casey to go and find her and they find her with Scotty P and Scotty P is like, I don't want to talk like, let's just get busy kind of thing. And Casey's like, no, like I don't want to do that. I just wanted a listening ear. Rose shows up with Kenny and Rose ends up punching him out. And we have David come back because he is uh, feeling some remorse and wants them to get back in the, in the RV with him and, you know, finish the job. On their way back to the RV, they run into Edie and Melissa. Because Kenny likes Melissa so much, he actually comes clean to Edie and Melissa about how they're not a real family and actually drug smugglers.
0: And on cue, Pablo Chacon. And well, first it's the mustached uh, giant man shows up. Ron just takes him out with a coffee cup. Oh
1: my God, yeah. And
0: then Pablo Chacon <laughs> shows up. Yes. And we have this really, th- this standoff that happens. Right. Between Pablo and... Don and Edie, Pablo Chacon, David, who David actually stands up and he's like, listen, it, don't kill everybody. This family just showed up and yeah, like, I bought them. Oh no, I'm talking about Don and Edie. He's like, oh. these people just happened <laughs> I thought he was talking us. about his. <laughs> but then he, he's very like, um, he has warm things to say about everybody <gasps> yeah, in the family. Know, Rose, actually Casey, cares. Kenny, all of them. And through this standoff, they actually end up getting the better of Pablo Chacon. And then we have Don, who is our DEA agent. Who's been
1: actually put on the coals for a little bit because he wasn't um, taking action enough.
0: So he tells David, like, listen, I've got to arrest you. What you did is wrong, but I'm going to arrest you after I turn my back and hug my family. Kind of like, a, hey, I'm giving you one chance to scram, so go. And then we get our final scene of the movie. Uh, No, not quite the final scene, but we get this scene with Brad Gerdlinger. David shows up. He's got all the marijuana. Brad's like, amazing, but I'm not going to pay you.
1: Right. He's double-crossing. And he was never going to pay him.
0: And it turns out David was double-double-double-double-crossing Brad because he called the DEA on Brad, and they all show up. Nick Offerman strolls in looking like Eminem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then he reveals the biggest piece of this film yeah. is that, well, now that you've, you know, we got to wait until the trial with Pablo and Brad is over. So we got to put you in witness protection with you and anybody else who is witness to these crimes. So for the next three to six months, we're told it might even At end up least. being longer. Yeah. yeah. David, Casey, Kenny. And Rhodes are all living it up in the suburbs somewhere in witness protection together as a family.
1: And I like to think that they're going to get get into another adventure, you know.
0: Oh, do you want them to get into another adventure, Brad? I or, think uh, so. David's already growing marijuana in the garden. I so know. That's theoretically what I mean. that could be. shenanigans could ensue. Yeah. Before we get into quick facts, Sarah, can you really quickly just take a look at Will Poulter as Adam Warlock? What we were talking about? He's going to be in a Marvel movie. Look at how Jack the kid got. He's grown up. He, t- grown up. His bicep no, is know. bigger than your entire head.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no. He's. I mean, yeah. He's. Uh, what's Look the, at the word? Guy. Um, built. Built.
0: That all you have to say about this kid? You know Jesus. what? He's.
1: He is. Um, he's leveled up. <laughs>
0: He has you, You're you trying to say it But you're trying not to the say it The eyebrows
1: are still there He has Neville long-bottomed He has Sarah. Neville long-bottomed um, His eyebrows are still there I just can't unsee them However, <laughs> he's a little bit like more You know uh, He's Neville long-bottomed yes. He's
0: put on probably like 80 pounds Since probably. playing Kenny Oh God, yeah 90% of that just pure muscle Like dude is <laughs> Jacked. he's
1: jacked that's the word i was looking for so
0: if you want to take a little go down a rabbit hole this movie's not out yet so we've only seen a few photos of will poulter jacked
1: up but he's jacked up now quick facts this was the 16th biggest grossing film of 2013 it grossed 270 million dollars worldwide during its theatrical run its total budget was 37 million It can be assumed that David named his family the Millers after his apartment complex, 200 Miller Street Apartments, located on North Miller Street. Despite the subject matter, no character is ever seen consuming marijuana. The cast played a prank on Jennifer Aniston by playing the Friends theme song, I'll Be There For You by The Remembrance, instead of TLC's Waterfalls during a take. This was the last clip used in the bloopers at the end of the movie. At 18 minutes... When Rose quits her job and arrives at her apartment, she sees an eviction notice on her door. The notice is written in English and Spanish. It's actually misspelled. Will Poulter, who plays Kenny, stayed up late while listening to Waterfalls by TLC to have his character rap along in the scene involving the song. Poulter personally chose the song because he considers himself a hip hop fan. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis have been in five movies together thus far. Horrible Bosses in 2011, Horrible Bosses 2 in 2014, Mother's Day in 2016, and The Bounty Hunter in 2010. David referenced having seen the show Dexter in 2006 while standing on the plastic sheets. Both Matthew Willig, uh, one eye, and Mark L. Young, Scotty P., were on the show Dexter. Scotty P. says, you know what I'm saying? A total of 11 times during the movie. Extended cut.
0: That's a great drinking game.
1: (laughs) It is. Dawn and Edie, Nick Offerman and Katherine Hahn, play husband and wife in this movie. The same actor and actress are also in Parks and Recreation together. Uh, Nick plays Ron Swanson and Katherine plays Jennifer Barkley one of three movies in which Emma Roberts has co-starred with a female lead from friends here. She works with Jennifer Aniston. She previously worked with Lisa Kudrow in hotel for dogs from 2009 and with Courtney Cox in scream four from 2011. Her aunt Julia Roberts also starred in an episode on friends, Steve Buscemi, Jason Bateman, Will Arnett were all considered for the role of David Clark at various stages of development before Jason Sudeikis was cast. Miley Cyrus was considered for the role of Casey. And Adam Driver was originally cast in the role of Scotty P, but had to drop out due to scheduling issues with the TV show Girls. At the beginning of the film, Jason Sudeikis wears two shirts showing Kansas City, his hometown, barbecue places that include Oklahoma Joe's and Arthur Bryant's. This is the second film in which Jennifer Aniston plays a character who's recruited to create a fake family, the first being Just Go With It from 2011. A large number of the film's main cast members have portrayed characters on one or more NBC comedy series throughout the years. Examples are Jennifer Aniston and Friends, Jason Sudeikis in Saturday Night Live, Ed Helms in The Office, Nick Offerman, Parks and Rec, Catherine Hahn, also Parks and Rec, and Free Agents, and Scott um, Adsit in 30 Rock. The front license plate of the Volkswagen bus, the driver of which gets searched because of a joint, is a German license plate of the city Wolfsburg, the headquarters of Volkswagen. The original plot of Ted 2 that came out in 2015 was going to involve smuggling drugs from Mexico. However, that was scrapped after this movie was released. Jason Sudeikis' character is also in the TV series Last Man on Earth, where he also plays a miller. Also, they depart from Tucson, where Last Man on Earth is taking place. Rose doesn't wear an engagement ring, but only a wedding ring. The movie is supposed to take place on the 4th of July weekend, but in 2013, the 4th of July was on a Thursday. On David's phone in the beginning, it shows July 1, meaning that it was a Monday. It was nominated for four People's Choice Awards and six MTV Movie Awards, winning two of them. Emma Roberts, Jennifer Aniston, and Will Poulter all won Best On-Screen Kiss at the MTV Movie Awards for the kiss scene um, the three of them had in the RV.
0: Oh, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, Makeup artists made a prosthetic replica of Will Poulter's genitalia for the tarantula bite.
0: Too funny. Honorable mentions.
1: If your honorable mention is not Katherine Hahn and Nick Offerman, I mean, I don't know. It's not, but it's I agree not. with you. Uh, why don't you continue? I mean, my other one is the tarantula. Ah, See? I'm kidding. But Catherine Hahn, Nick Offerman playing Edie and her husband is, abs- I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but so funny. So good. I mean, what more can we say on this podcast about Catherine Hahn? Like, we love her. Oh,
0: Biggest fans.
1: Nick Offerman is just honestly one of the best as well. I can't. I just loved them in this so much. Like, I, yeah.
0: Uh, My honorable mention, although I agree with yours, is that it's just a question. The question of why doesn't every single comedy (laughs) Ended in a blooper reel. Oh, I know. Why doesn't everything have blooper reels? I
1: know. I love blooper reels. They used to be in so much more.
0: They used to be in so much more. And now I think it's a thing for the studios where they like... Ooh and we're going to post it on YouTube
1: like yeah. 3 months later. Let, no, just make it the end credits, guys. Yeah, that's and what then I want to see. And then 10 years down the road, we don't have to look it up on YouTube. We can it, just watch the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that I remember it
0: better because I saw it in the movie. Totally.
1: Like you remember bringing it on and hey Mickey, right? Oh, like that's you, you absolutely. it's um recognition.
0: We just had it at the end of uh, Bennett like Beckham. It wasn't yeah. really uh, so yeah, those are two things I like. I like the the how they all do like a choreographed song right. at the end of movies, or if they do bloopers at the end of movies. Yeah, one of the two. Love both of those <laughs> things. What should have been.
1: Edie and Dawn and their RV with their daughter showing up at the end of the movie, pulling up just out of nowhere because they just they they were on another adventure and they just happened to run into them because the amount of times that had happened in the movie, it just would have been icing on the cake for it to happen at the end. And then them go to the blooper reels like I think that would have been hilarious for that to happen.
0: That would have been really funny. right.
1: And I mean, I know we see Don with the DEA and everything like that, but like maybe months later in their town because they're under witness protection and they show up because I mean, Don kind of knows where they live. So they missed them. So they went on an adventure and they just so happen to run into them on the street. I think that would have been really funny. Yeah, I just
0: I, I think Ron is so just and so straight. Don, yeah. Don, excuse me. um, Yeah, I think he's just so just. I and know. I and know.
1: I just think it would have been funny. Um,
0: my what should have been is that I think this should have been part of a larger universe. So many big franchises nowadays have their they, they got their universes. There's the Marvel universe, there's the Star Wars universe, Yellowstone, which I hate. They have their own universe. Don't know how that <laughs> happened. And in comedy, it's very rare. Like what do we yeah. have? We've got Knocked Up, and this is 40. We've got Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and Get Him to the Greek.
1: For movies, yes, definitely. Big Bang
0: Theory and Young sheldon eh, Mm -hmm. I was just about
1: to say, yes, for TV, we have, yeah, which I don't watch. Friends
0: had a spinoff with Joe. Like, it's not common and it's not done amazingly, but I think comedies kind of open the door for that, especially when, Sarah, you talk about how Horrible Bosses 1 happens in 2011. Yeah. Also features Jennifer Aniston, Jason Sudeikis. I feel like you could have tied the Horrible Bosses franchise into this or I don't know. There's some kind of like give me great comedies and give me a couple recurring roles and you can cycle through some other people like a lot like the Knives Out thing. Right. Glass Onion just came out. There's only one recurring character. Yes. But you could build something out. And I thought this could be a fun way to start it. But I mean, it's this was 10 years ago as as of the recording of this podcast. So clearly it didn't.
1: I mean, I guess my question to you, would you be, would you be down for a sequel or, or like a spin-off sequel, right? Something like Absolutely. that where you have Jason Sudeikis who, you know, I don't, I off the top of my head, like he's out of drugs, but he's doing something else. Right. Like, and he actually does live with his, you know, makeshift family, like have some fun with that that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. Overall
0: rewatchability. So I've got chemistry is a perfect five out of five. Between every single person, there's the obvious love interests. Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis love that. But Emma Roberts, Will Poulter, even Nick Offerman and Katherine Hahn, you look mm-hmm. at those six, impeccable on-screen chemistry together. Storyline, we're doing a 4.1. Thirst Factor, a 4.5. Jennifer Aniston nailing it. Uh, imagination of 4.5 as well. Soundtrack a 3.9 and cheese a 4.1 for an overall score of 4.35 out of 5.
1: All right, mine is Chemistry 5, Storyline 4.3, Thirst Factor 4, Imagination 4.3, Soundtrack 4, Cheese 3.75 for an overall score of
0: 4.22. And this has been the Romcom Rewind of We're the Millers. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please throw us a follow, a subscribe, a leave a review. And if you want to talk about anything you've heard
1: on the pod, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram. Thanks for listening.